0: Hello, hello. Welcome to We Did It Wednesday, the very first We Did It Wednesday there ever was. My name is Amanda Weldon and I am going to be the host of We Did It podcast and I'm so excited to open this new season with you. You guys, we have some serious seriously awesome guests that are going to be joining us through We Did A Podcast. The whole idea of this podcast is to shatter the idea that we have gotten to where we're going or people we look at who are successful in life or we deem successful have gotten to where they are alone. And I'm sure that what we'll find throughout this season is it hasn't come without failure, emotion, roadblocks, and moments of uncertainty. Now, I want to dive right into my story. But first, I'm just going to say, if you guys aren't following us already, I would love if you would check out our social media to connect a little further. All of them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under We Did It Podcast. The moment when you park your actual name for anything and they all match it up, it is serendipitous and one of the best things ever. Okay, so let's dive into We Did It Podcast starting with this first episode to my story. Episode number one, let's get to know each other and then we'll start learning more about the people around us. So who am I? My name is Amanda Walden. We kind of already covered that. I am one of the hosts at The Weather Network. So I've been there for about Two and a half years now, and it has been quite a journey. Now, the thing I wanted to shatter in this podcast is those moments when you're looking at someone's social media and all you're thinking is, wow, um, their life is perfect, and they just got that job or hooked that gig, and it seemed to be easy for them. It often isn't that way, and I just wanted to talk further about the journey of how that happened. Now, first and foremost, my life mantra, you guys have to know, is make your own momentum. And you're going to notice that that's going to be a really big theme throughout this entire podcast, as well as just my story in general. But first, I actually want to tell you a story of why it is called We Did It Podcast, because that's how you're going to connect the most. So you also have to know my partner. His name is Scott, Scott Micklejohn, And you may fondly also know him on social media as Scotty Shares. That's all of his handles on Twitter instagram youtube all that stuff but scott and i met at the weather network and we weren't dating at the time scandalous um we ended up dating actually after he left the company very soon after because i had just found a best friend and a companion and basically a carbon copy of myself but i think 2.0 version in scott so this was my first couple weeks at the weather network I got there. I was training. I would shadow everyone. And all of the hosts there are so lovely. Now, when you start a new job, probably one of the most scary parts about starting that job is honestly just learning everyone's name. Like going to a new job, it's already so overwhelming knowing that you are going to need to learn how to perform and do a skill and do all these things. But the biggest part is just forming relationships So when I started training, I basically would walk around and be like, hey, um, you're going to be training me today. I am shadowing you and I'd love to learn some new skills. And some of those faces at the Weather Network would be like people I would see often every time I went in or it would be new faces because a lot of the shifts are so different because you're running on different show times like any television show you're looking at. One thing that drew me to it is that it's a big team effort now. One thing I will say is if you are in a creative space where you are doing videos or even like putting out tweets or taking photos or being in front of a camera, you've got to get up and do it yourself. I mean, that could be true about many things, to be honest. Even getting up in front of a classroom teaching or being a nurse or anything you have to be hands on. So there was a moment in my training when I had been there for uh, a week and a bit or a couple of weeks. And I ended up being on Scott's show training and he was on the evening weekends. And he looks at me and he says, okay, time to get you in that green screen room up and practicing. And all I was thinking was, you know what, it's okay. Um, I'm just going to continue to take notes on people and see what they say and just learn from that experience of watching. And he basically said to me, that's cute, but no, no, no. You got hired to do this job. So let's put you in the green screen room, build you a map sequence and just go to town and see what you got. And that was extremely scary. And I was not mentally prepared for it, but I did it. And so Scott basically put together this map sequence, threw it up, got the camera going, and we were doing a timer, doing a mock run. At this point, it may not seem that way now because I've been there for two and a half years in any job. When you've been there for over a year, you're like, okay, yeah, we got this. But at the time, that girl inside my head was saying, girl... I don't know if you can do this. Like I know you really want to do this, but physically, mentally, I don't know if you can do this. So I got up and I started doing my map sequence and it took a couple of times and we and we really went through it and we had a timer and we got going. And by the time I finished actually doing one, we got through the whole thing. Scott looked at me and instead of him telling me, "Hey, you did it. He looked at me and he said, we did it. And I know that's such a slight little thing, but he was right. We did it. I would not have gotten up and tried if he wasn't the one rallying my confidence to get up and do it. And there have been so many moments in life where I realized like, yes, you're the one who I, I played varsity volleyball in university. You're the one who set that ball and like she spiked it down and it was amazing. And I could say, I did it. I, I did the perfect set. Or I could say, we did it. We got the point. And there are so many moments in life where it takes a community rallying around you. And I challenge you to think of a moment where you almost thought, I did it, but it was really a we effort. So that's why it's called We Did It Podcast. And I'm going to take you through my whole journey, well, I mean, a podcast-worthy amount of time of the journey, not from the birth um, of where I'm coming from. So we'll talk career-wise. So I'm going to take you back to university. I was a science grad at McMaster University, loud and proud, definitely bleeding maroon until the end. And I was also a varsity athlete there, as you now know, as aforementioned, volleyball. Team sport, amazing. We definitely Now, in science, when you are writing a paper, it's very much like, okay, um, here is the study. Here's what we learned. And um, this is what we got out of it. There's no creative writing in it. In fact, if you write creatively in a science paper, you're likely going to be docked marks. I will just say that. But when I graduated from that, I just knew, I just knew that being behind a lab bench wasn't going to be the thing for me. So I ended up working, managing a department at McMaster for the student union in a design, in a, in the like print design shop where students would come down and print. And I ended up doing a little radio show as well on the side entertainment with my partner at the time. And what ended up happening was the quarterback of the football team. His name was Marshall, and he's been doing so awesome within broadcasting as well. He and I decided to start this YouTube channel called The Marauder Report. And what we would do is we would film the worst quality videos, but honestly, they were pretty good now that looking back at our at our skills and the equipment we had and all this, no audio really um Like when I say no audio, I mean no actual microphones, just inherently from the camera audio, which will pick up everything around the room, but that's okay. We ended up filming these videos of our friends who were also in sport, and we would basically just report on what happened in sport that week. So it was called the Marauder Report. We loved it. And then Ontario University Athletics ended up seeing it and said, hey, we think this is really cool. Um, would you guys consider doing this for all of Ontario University Athletics? And we were shocked. This was a moment where we knew we wanted to eventually get into broadcasting. We looked at each other and we said, hey, I think we could do this for our lives, like for money. I think people could pay us to do this eventually. We clearly have a lot of skills to get, but I think we're at at, at a passion point in our life. When you reach a passion point, It means that you've hooked something. Or I find that as well, a passion point can be envy. Looking at someone in your life that's doing something that is really exciting to you and you are so envious because you wish you were doing that too, listen to that because that's a passion point. And that's something from the universe, from your heart, from your soul telling you, this may be a future path for me. So basically what happened is we started this radio show because we syndicated with the radio station at McMaster. We were doing it, and I had also kicked up my blog, Below the Blonde. And the reason why I did that is because I'd graduated from McMaster with a degree in science, and that was amazing, but I didn't really want to do that. I ended up wanting to do this journalism thing. So I applied to Sheridan College for Journalism New Media, And that was one of the best experiences and decisions of my life. I had the year off managing that department at Mac and then I ended up going to college more hands-on and I told myself the moment I step into that class, Amanda, there is no reason why you should not get the top grade in this class because this is not about grades. This is about being an employable citizen in the world. And these are skills that you want to learn. So I go to Sheridan Journalism New Media, and I end up just loving my classes, learning so much, getting that broad knowledge of podcast, radio, written journalism, as well as video. And funny enough, I was doing sports reporting there as well at the time, and I end up seeing that networking is probably one of the most important things that you can do in your career. No matter what career you are doing, networking is so important. So one of our students in the class, his name was Prash, and he comes in and he says, guys, there is this amazing networking event going on called the Schold Media Group. And there are going to be tons of journalists who are out in the world doing it, doing what we want to do. You guys should come. Ends up that night the only two people who went was Prash and me. But you know what? That's where I actually ended up meeting Taylor Schold. He was the inventor of the Schold Media Group, which if you guys are interested in journalism and you're Canadian broadcasters or U.S. broadcasters or any broadcasters, there is a Facebook group. I highly recommend you join. Basically, what happened is Taylor was one of the producers of Hockey Night in Canada. And Toronto Maple Leafs, NHL hockey team were coming forward and asking, you know, is there anyone who wants to audition to be the in arena host? Now, I had not had experience like that before. In fact, I had auditioned for the Ticats for Hamilton, Ontario, born and raised, my friend. I had auditioned to be their in arena presenter and they they said, wow, this is your first audition. You're doing so great. And, and I laughed and I felt so good and I didn't hook the gig. But one thing you need to know if you are auditioning for a job like that, is sometimes they just want a girl with red hair. Sometimes they just want a girl with blonde hair. Sometimes they just want a guy who's a little bit taller. And sometimes it's just because you didn't have enough experience yet. Now the key that stops right here before I move on is that notion of make your own momentum. Marshall and I were able to kind of hone in on our skills and what we wanted to do, and so we just made it up. We just started something. We carved a door because there wasn't one available, and so we ended up starting that radio show as well as that YouTube channel that kind of caught fire, and that's what I used to actually apply for my postgraduate degree at Sheridan. So I go and I meet Taylor and we're chatting and and here's another kind of big key that I've learned along the way of making your own momentum and hooking the gig you want. Tell people what you want. Tell them what you want. I told Taylor, I said, I want to be on TV so badly. And now one thing that I haven't filled you in on is that in between Sheridan and this moment, I was now working at a brand journalism area of marketing so basically brand journalism is those photos or videos that you create that tell a story but it's actually like a commercial so I was working for a company that outsourced content like video work to real estate agents and all this stuff where you would take videos and put it on their social media to tell their story to basically sell their brand so every single day it was the perfect internship because every single day I was interviewing editing, shooting video, but the only thing that was missing was I wasn't in front of the camera. But it didn't matter because this day and age, everything comes down to being a Swiss army knife, whatever career you are doing, and especially in journalism. So now I'm at this point where I started my own YouTube channel, I had done that stuff with Marshall, and now I was at this networking event telling this person what I so desperately wanted to do. And finally, it was someone who could actually help me. And I didn't know that. So Taylor get, ends up getting approached by the by MLSE, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, who manage Argos, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Raptors, TFC, uh, 905, as well as the Toronto Marlies. And they are asking for a video of someone um, to audition to be that first round of picks for the Toronto Maple Leafs in Arena Host. Now, of course, I had never done anything like this. Taylor ends up giving them my Twitter and it turns out I had Brendan Shanahan president of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and at the time it was the Air Canada Center, not Scotiabank Arena, watching my YouTube video now on how to plan a pool party in an ACC boardroom with a bunch of other people. And I have no idea this is happening. This is just because Taylor gave them my Twitter and said, why don't you check out this girl? And they ended up finding my videos that I had made. Another huge token in the make your own momentum kind of Whole, I don't know, journey of it all. Because I just started putting myself out there, telling the universe that this is what I wanted, telling people this is what I wanted, and trying to be good by being really, really bad at the beginning. But Brendan Shanahan ends up saying, I like her energy. Bring her in for an audition. And my jaw hit the floor. Now, if you've never been in this realm of journalism before, Basically, when you go for an in-arena gig or um, a gig on television, it's kind of like something you could compare to an acting audition. You do have to perform and be in front of the camera and show them what you've got. So I end up being sent an email, asked to come in to audition. I was going to apply to this job, but at the time, life was kind of tough. I was going through a really hard time with a breakup and I just wasn't ready to apply because I thought it would ruin my chances for the futures. But anyways, I end up getting this opportunity and they send me a script. I go in and I end up having to run back to my car because I forgot my script in my car. I run back to my car. I grabbed the script. I wasn't late yet, but I was sweating profusely. Now for in arena hosting here in Toronto, there's usually a male and female counterpart worked really well off each other with the energy, voice, all of that. So Scott Willits, who is currently the In Arena male host, and Danielle Emanuel is the In Arena female host, both of them had been working in this space for a while, Danielle as well for MLSE, and they are just so phenomenal. But for this audition that I went in for, I was counterpart to Scott. Now, if you've ever been to a Toronto Maple Leafs game, or you've seen these In Arena hosts, they bring the energy like big time big time energy so I go in and I start the script and I'm on camera and I have all these people watching beside me and I've never done something like this in comparable to that maybe for the CFL for Thai cats but I'm in there and I'm in front of the camera and I have the first line so I say the first line and it's basically a t-shirt toss because these are the people who do the whole hype game during the game as well as the intro and interviews after and I deliver my line confidently and then Scott just goes off and he brings the energy so loud and I was like okay this just got really real and now there were a couple of other scripts and we go through them and it's going well and I'm confident but I walk out being like okay wow that was an amazing experience I learned a lot from that and next audition I have I'm gonna bring this experience into it I did not really think that I would be the one chosen Now, a week later, I get a call saying, we would love to work on your skills and we are going to basically make you the in arena host for the Toronto Marlies, which is the little brother AHL affiliate of the Toronto Maple Leafs. This was huge. This was my first step in the door for an actual broadcasting gig. Holy cow, am I freaking out at this moment. My jaw hits the floor. I was actually sick at home. My dad is immediately on the computer looking up all of these things about the Toronto Marlies. We watched endless videos of other in-arena hosts that night, audition tapes, all these things, and we were in it. Now, I'm a volleyball player as well as a soccer player. I'd watched hockey a bunch, but I didn't know that much. And me and my dad just went over everything. He was a huge hockey buff, so it was just so enlightening for him. He was just so thrilled. So this is the point where you're like, okay, graduated in front of the camera now. We are doing it. I am now working both jobs trying to balance. And what happens when you get your foot in the door in a career, other doors open up if you are willing to say yes. And if you're willing to go above and beyond and If you're willing to be nice to people and be an energy that people want to be around more, bring that energy for sure. If you can say hello, say goodbye and ask people how they're doing because it can make all the difference. So in through the journey, halfway through, in-game hosting for the Toronto Marlies, I end up getting asked by one of the directors there, John, who is actually the, and still is, the director for the Weather Network for the GTA show. And he asked me, he says, Amanda, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I said, John, that's a loaded question. I have no idea. I'm just trying to figure it out day by day. What do you have for me? And he said, there's an audition happening for an on-call position at the Weather Network and I think you should apply. Have you ever thought about that? And I said, John, I actually have an environmental science degree and a minor in biology. And now I'm doing this in-camera stuff and I would love nothing more. And so he ends up putting my name forward for this audition, calls them, and I get to go in. I have an interview at one of the places I have always dreamed of seeing, if not even just being around. And I'd watched this network for years and years and years. I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. And I wasn't going to let this opportunity go astray. Now I need to rewind just a little bit before we move forward because during my period at Sheridan, there was a moment where um, one of the course um, coordinators. She was also one of the teachers, Shereen Mansour. She, she stood up and she said, hey, does anyone want to possibly make some content for one of the hosts of BT? His name's Frankie Faradine. Frankie Flowers, Breakfast Television Toronto. If you guys are from Toronto, you definitely know Frankie because he is the weather person as well as the flower expert on breakfast television. And that has always been one of my dreams as well, to work on a morning show. So of course I'd also followed BT. Now I immediately almost peed my pants and put my hand up higher than I ever have before because my mom and I, are a bit obsessed with Frankie because mom's a huge gardener and she loves his segments. So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. We end up creating content for Tim's TV. So those televisions in Tim Hortons that you see content on, yeah, Frankie used to have stuff on there and I used to help him make some of that. Now that was a moment where I was like, you know what? just because you're young doesn't mean you don't have a lot to offer someone who's looking for your help. If someone who is a bit older in a field is looking for someone to help them that's younger, it's because you know something. It's not just because they want you to get coffee. It's because they're looking for some fresh ideas and some fresh eyes in a world that is constantly changing, especially when it comes to content. So what happened was I looked at Frankie and I was like, you know what, Frank? Your face really isn't on these pieces and people watch them and they like them when they're in Tim's. But the only thing is you aren't really the star and people want to see your stuff, but it's nowhere where they can find it. It's not searchable because it's just on this one platform that's inside this restaurant, which is awesome. And of course, we love Tim's we Canadian. But there is that moment where he was like totally willing to trust my expertise. And now we create content in the greenhouse that his family owns. And he is my mentor throughout this whole journey of journalism. He was one of the people that put me forward and as well gave me a testimonial for the Weather Network to audition to say, hey guys, you have to look at this girl. Like she's got a lot to offer. Definitely give her a fair shake. I had him film that testimonial before I went in, and I didn't even know that was going to happen. He basically just said, put the camera up. I'm going to film something extra before we're done, and you're going to send it to your future employer. Fingers crossed. So basically that notion is saying along the way, have a mentor. Frankie was a mentor for me and I put my hand up and I was willing to say yes to an opportunity. Another yes moment. Another moment to say, you know what, I might not get as much sleep because I'm going to be filming this content. I'm going to be doing this other work. I'm going to be in arena hosting and doing all this. But as much as you can, if you can expand that network and expand that we bold it italics up the font. You're going to open up your door for more opportunities in the future. Okay, so now we're back at the Weather Network audition and this is what's going on and I'm so excited and I'm going in and what I did before going into that audition and I would suggest for anyone in an interview process is, first of all, if you can, I mean, if it's for television, make them something. I ended up making a little segment for them and it's on my YouTube channel, Unlisted. Sorry, you can't watch it, but it was really cool. I basically made this little video that was like, hey, if you want to use this app, go here and all this and spring is springing in the greenhouse. You may not be seeing it outside, but it's coming And And it was basically just a little tiny package And I knew that would be helpful and how to make that because I had been working at the internship, filming, shooting, and editing. But now I put myself in front of the camera. So I had that testimonial from Frank. I had pre-sent in that package that I had made them before even going into my interview. And when I walked into that interview, I walked in not waiting for questions to be asked, but walking in saying, this is what I have to show you. And that is one of the biggest pieces of advice I could ever give anyone who is going into an audition for television, for acting, for anything. Don't wait for questions to be asked. Go in ready for questions to answer them, but go in also being like, this is what I have to show you. This is what I brought. This is what I can do. And this is what I can bring to your team. This is how I can make your we bigger, bolder, stronger. So basically, that is what I did. I ended up doing my green screen test. Oh gosh, you guys, it was rough. Like, of course, I ended up watching a ton of, of the show before and practicing and everything. But uh, sometimes you just got to learn some skills along the way, and it was all good. But ended up getting that gig, and it comes back to that moment where Scott was one of the first people to say, You can do this. Let's do this together we've got this. And now I'm here. And here is working there, still working for the Marlies. I'm in my fourth year now, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me. I've had three different co-hosts now, and uh, I promise it's not me. Just life moves on. And I've also been creating my own content. I work with Platform Media, which is so phenomenal, downtown Toronto. And um Also on YouTube. So, what does that mean? Starting a creative career. If you are looking to start a creative career, just know sometimes you've just got to click record. When anyone comes up to me and they say, How do I start a blog after looking at Below the Blonde or looking on my YouTube channel? I basically just say, You've just got to start and start for you. Don't start looking to make money. Don't start looking to, um, I don't know, benefit in a way that's not just a passion project because that's when it becomes just tedious homework. Write when you are wanting to write. Make a video when you are so inspired to make a video and know that you can press the record button, but you don't have to press the publish button. It can be so scary as well just sitting in front of a camera being like in your own room talking to a camera but it feels vulnerable even though you're alone because you want to come off as authentic as possible. You want to come off the way you would come off in real life but I promise you the first time you press record it is going to be so awkward and weird and uncomfortable but slowly you'll get there. It just takes practice. One of the coolest parts about how we live today with social media is that we actually are all broadcasters. We all have our own medium if you are on social media, and you will have people who follow you who love you. Likely, if you've just got an Instagram or Twitter, and you're following your friends and family, that is a community that already supports you. That is a strong we. And you can harness the power of that we to practice the skills that you need to create videos and put yourself out there in that context, if that's what you're looking for in terms of a creative career, or even if you're painting and you want to share those things, or you are doing quote boards and you want to share that. So what I mean by this is if you're on Instagram, use the stories function because you are basically going to be practicing being on camera and you're not putting it out to the entire world. You're just putting it out to the people that you know and love and are already following you because they love you and know you. And that is such an incredible benefit. That's such good vibes on what you are practicing to do. And then the next time you hit record to sit down and do a little sit down chat for YouTube, you might actually have a little bit more confidence in front of the camera and you've already had a little bit of practice. I've gone back and watched my old videos and cringed throughout my fingers and I really want to film a video where it's reacting to old videos because it just goes to show that there is a lot of pitfalls along the way, a lot of things that you're going to learn along the way. You're going to learn how to do more skills when it comes to being creative the more that you do it, no matter what it is, whether it's painting again, doing quote boards, making videos, shooting photos, because that's also been a really fun part about diving more into camera gear and all that stuff. Starting something new is scary but it's also really exciting. One of the most insightful things that Scott shared with me that I think about honestly all the time is he was listening to someone else's video and uh, I believe it was Simon Siddick. And um, he was saying he was on a plane and he started feeling really anxious and starting something new can bring on a lot of anxiety. And on a plane, you have no control. Now I know this because I come from a family of pilots and I relinquish all control to them when you are in that space. But you could tell yourself that I am anxious and nervous and a cortisol dump and all of this is happening. Or you could tell yourself, this is exciting. And starting this new podcast, I keep telling myself, this is exciting because it doesn't matter at the end of the day if everyone likes it. It doesn't matter how many eyes or ears technically go on it if you are not the one who is driving it because of your passion and love for it. Do your research if you're starting something new creative 100%. And with that being said, I think that we have covered a good chunk of my story. When it comes to blogging, it all just became this trial and error. I was the person in the room on Friday night, not necessarily going out, sorry, that comes off a little nerdy, but basically just trying to change the color HTML of my banner. And when that happened, it was like the most exciting thing ever. One little piece of info or a tip that I would leave with you guys too on this first episode of We Did It Podcast is If there are some skills that you can learn and uh, learn from others on YouTube or friends or someone you know who's doing it, reach out, ask them, hey, I really like what you're doing here. There are going to be some guests along the way in this first season. I am very excited about one of them because she was one of the pivotal moments where I talked to her and I said, hey, Lindsay, that's a little tip. Um, I really want to do this thing that you're doing. And I have no idea how to do it. Can you give me some insight? And she said, hell yeah, let's have a coffee and we'll just chat. And if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have got that insight. Ask for help. Expand your we. Be someone who is willing to let others in and learn. Because if you can acquire those skills, All you are doing is giving yourself more confidence and all you are doing is raising your level of awareness to what you want to do. And then that's all going to become second nature. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of We Did It Wednesday. I am over the moon right now. I have been drinking so much tea getting ready for this. I want you to know that I am sitting here in my cozies at home with an ambient pink light behind me and dim lighting all around, a candle lit. And I am loving this new, I want to say anxiety filled, but now I'm going to say exciting part of life. While you wait for the next We Did It episode, join us over on social media. You can find us at We Did It Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And join me, Amanda Weldon, on my personal page, Below the Blonde on Instagram. Thank you so much for expanding our we today and becoming part of this community. We'll catch you in the next one.